Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
<clears throat> Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, December 17th, 2022, eight days away from the big Christmas day. Christmas holiday as we welcome you once again to the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 345 <coughs> excuse me, of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show and also a 2022 WCWS Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As, of course, as we do every single Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be reviewing everything that took place in the wrestling world and the radio network, of course, the, the past week. We will also bring you today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, of course, some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here of course, this evening. Of course, it is now 6.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, Saturday, December 17th, 2022. Good to have you here, of course, here with us here tonight. Let's now go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and take care of, of course, said wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report for today. Let's go ahead and get that up here for you as well. I'm sure it will be, of course, chock full with, of course, a lot of interesting stuff that, of course, took place on this day in wrestling history. Some moments that may you may uh, remember or may and, and wish to share or, of course, the other way around. But either way, if they are a part of wrestling history, ladies and gentlemen, this is definitely, of course, it is, of course, always worth mentioning. Excuse me. Let's now go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you, of course, our wrestling history for today. And here we go. On this date in 1906, <clears throat> Frank Gotch won the American Heavyweight Championship for the third time by defeating Fred Keel in Kansas City, Missouri. On this date in 1979, and won the lesser-known Phantom title changes in wrestling history. Bob Backlund defeated Bobby Duncan in a Texas death match in, in New York City to win the vacant WWF title. The title had been vacated 10 days earlier when Antonio Inoki battled to a draw with Backlund in Japan and refused to carry on as champion as a result. Now, of course, it is a shame that WWE does not recognize this title change instead of recognizing Backlund as champion from 1978 to 1983. Although, ladies and gentlemen, those who, of course, are diehard uh, wrestling fans, especially from, of course, around that era, of course, as long as we, of course, keep that moment, uh, <clears throat> as long as we keep that moment alive, ladies and gentlemen, we definitely will 
will, of course, definitely recognize that moment indeed. On this date in 1995, WWF presents In Your House Five Seasons Beatings, of course, from the Hershey Park Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania. In the main event, Bret Hart defended the WWF title against the British Bulldog, and The Undertaker defeated Mabel in a casket match. On this date in 1999, Mike Austin defeated Masato Tanaka to become the new ECW World Heavyweight Champion at an ECW on TNN taping in Nashville, Tennessee. On this date in 2000, the final Starcade pay-per-view under the WCW umbrella took place at the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. The pay-per-view was bought by approximately 50,000 homes. This represented about 7% of the total buy rate for Starcade just three years earlier in 1997. The main event saw Scott Steiner retain the WCW heavyweight belt against Sid Vicious. In addition, the insiders, Kevin Nash and DDP, defeated the perfect event, Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak, to win the WCW tag team titles. The other title change saw Terry Funk win the hardcore title from Crowbar. On this date in 2005, <coughs> excuse me, Ring of Honor held final battle at the Inman Sports Complex in Edison, New Jersey. The co-main event saw Kenta defeat Low-Key to retain the GHC Junior Heavyweight title, and Brian Danielson successfully defend the Ring of Honor World title against Naomichi Marifuji. The Ring of Honor tag team title changed hands when Generation Next, who was Roderick Strong and Austin Aries, defeated Sal Renaro and Tony Mamaluke. On the same 2006, WWE's Armageddon took place to the, at the Richmond Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia, while the main event saw John Cena and Batista defeat Finley and King Booker. The truly memorable moment happened on the undercard. In the opening match, Kane defeated MVP in the second-ever Inferno match. In one of the most graphic accidental scenes in WWE history, Joey Mercury had his face and nose smashed with a ladder, when a spot went wrong in a fatal four-way ladder match for the WWE Tag Team titles. In the match, Paul London and Brian Kendrick retained the titles against Mercury and his MNM partner Johnny Nitro, the Hardy Boys, and the team of William Regal and Dave Taylor. Now, I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, we do have the match from uh, Armageddon 2006 uh, posted uh, the Inferno match between Kane and MVP. I think we already have that posted in the vault. So we will definitely, of course, look that up and try to bring it up to speed. So that way, everybody, so that way, everyone who did not have an opportunity to check it out, we will, of course, definitely uh, bring it up to snuff. On the state in 2012, WWE Raw saw that year's Slammy Awards presentation. <coughs> John Cena was named Superstar of the Year with Ryback winning Newcomer of the Year, the, the, the Newcomer of the Year award. This was also the event in which Big E made his main roster WWE debut. On this date in 2017, WWE's Clash of Champions took place at the TD Bank North Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. The main event saw AJ Styles successfully defend the WWE title against Jinder Mahal in the night's only in only title change. Dolph Ziggler won the Intercontinental title in a triple threat match against both Bobby Roode and the defending champion, Baron Corbin. <clears throat> now, I'm not sure if we have this match here, the, w the WWE title match from Clash of Champions 2017, 
between AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal. Of course, we do have a video port. Uh, in the event, in the event that we do, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will of course bring it up, bring it up, bring it up, so everyone can go back and look at it. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we will keep it, of course, on standby here. And if we do not have it listed, then we will post it in the video vault page. And two birthdays to bring you here, of course, here today. We want to wish a very happy 40th birthday to Adrian Lionheart McCallum. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, let's see, 47th birthday to Nick Dinsmore, who, of course, you might remember otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, in WWE as Eugene. So happy birthday to Adrian Lionheart McCallum and Nick Dinsmore. And we will, of course, talk. We will, of course, bring this up again this uh, Monday afternoon on WCW US Raw Radio. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring you, let's, of course, bring you your pop culture, history, and birthday report here for tonight. <clears throat> and, of course, we will present this in the same fashion that we present it every Wednesday evening on WCW US Outside the Ropes. On the state in 1398, uh, Tamerlan captures and sacks Delhi, defeating Sultan Nasir Yudin Mahmud's armies by setting camels loaded with hay alight and charging them at the Sultan's armored elephants. On the state in 1531, Pope Clemens VII publishes a decree called Come Ad Nihil Magus, introduces the Inquisition into the into Portugal at Evora, uh, Colombra, and Lisbon. On the day in 1788, the Russian army of Grigory Potemkin occupies Ocharov. On the state in 1903, the Wright brothers make the first sustained motorized aircraft flight at 10.35 a.m., piloted, of course, by Orville Wright at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Of course, that's out there on the North Carolina coast. On the state in 1986, Miss Davina Thompson makes medical history by having the first heart, lung, and liver transplant at Papworth Hospital in Cambridge, England. Very interesting, very big time indeed. <clears throat> on the state in 1989, The Simpsons, which was created by Matt Groening, premieres on Fox as a full animated series with the episode entitled Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. <coughs> Today in music history on this date in 1865, Franz Schubert's Symphony No. 8, the unfinished symphony premieres in Vienna with Johann von Herbeck conducting. Today in sports history on this date in 1927, Australian cricketing prodigy Don Bradman Scores 118 in his first-class debut for New South Wales against South Australia at the Adelaide Open. On the state in 1900, first prize of 100,000 francs offered for communications with extraterrestrials, Martians excluded, which was which would have been considered too easy. Hmm. Okay. That is quite interesting indeed. 
some birthdays to speak of. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Mackenzie King was born on this date in 1874. He would he would pass away in 1950. Uh, Gerald Patterson was born on this date in 1895. He would pass away in 1967. Willard Libby, who I believe might have been responsible for uh, the popular line of, uh, of course, what we know today as uh, canned vegetables, uh, was born on this date in 1908. He would pass away in 1980. Bob Guccione, who I believe was the man behind uh, Penthouse Magazine, was born on this date in 1930. He would pass away in 2010. Pope Francis turns 86 today. And Mahamadou Buhari today turns 80 years old. Some other birthdays. Uh, legendary actor and comedian Eugene Levy turns 76. Actor Bill Pullman turns 69. Actress Sarah Paulson turns 48. Actress Mila Jovovich turns 47. And boxing legend Manny Pacquiao today turns 44 years old. On the state in 1967, Harold Holt, the Prime Minister of Australia, vanishes in mysterious circumstances while swimming near Melbourne. Some weddings to speak of on the state in 1600. A religious wedding of Henry IV of France and Marie de Medici at Lyon Cathedral took place. On this day in 1915, journalist Benito Mussolini marries Rachel uh, Guadel in uh, Trevigilo uh, Lombardi. Hmm, okay. And on the same 1918, Philippine Senator and later Second President Manuel L. Quizon, who was 40 at the time, would marry his first cousin, Aurora Aragon, who was 30 at the time, in Hong Kong. One divorce to speak of on the state in 2007, actor Dermot Maroney, who was 44 at the time, divorces actress Catherine Keener, who was 48 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after 17 years of marriage some passings of course in in the world in, in history here simon bolivar passed away on the state in 1830 william william thomason passed away on the state in 1907 ba a football great sammy ball passed away on the state in 2008 actress jennifer jones passed away on the state in 2009 uh former uh south korean uh, ruler kim jong il passed away on the state in 2011 and legendary comedian, actress, and uh, writer, director, uh, Penny Marshall, of course, you remember Laverne from Laverne and Shirley, passed away on this date in 2018. Now, on this, mo on this day in 1849, the royal princesses are the latest celebrities to favor headgear that was actually introduced. Um. Of course, the, the, the legendary, what they call, I think, the bowlers. I think um, the legendary, of course, uh, they kind of look like top hats, but they're really a little bit shorter, they're a little bit rounder on top. But they were, of course, been introduced more recently by Princess William and Harry. Kind of brought back into style, I guess, a little bit. Now, movies and television history and birthdays for today. On the state, 1902, Frank Wittekind's play, Der 
Erdgeist would premiere in Berlin on a state in 1936. Ventriloquist Edgar Bergen and dummy Charlie McCarthy would appear on television on a state in 1947. WEWS TV Channel 5 in Cleveland, Ohio, and ABC affiliate would begin their broadcasting. On a state in 1949, Tennessee Williams stage drama called A Streetcar Named Desire, which starred Jessica Tandy, Marlon Brando, and Kim Hunter, and directed by Elia Kazan, closes at Ethel Barrymore Theater in New York City after 855 performances, even winning a Tony Award and a Pulitzer Prize. On a state in 1953, the U.S. Federal Communications Commission approves RCA's black and white compatible color TV specifications. On a state in 1954, WEAU-TV Channel 13 in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, an NBC affiliate would begin their broadcasting. On, on this day in 1957, the last episode of the Nat King Cole show would air on NBC when it was canceled due to lack of national sponsorship. <coughs> And on the state in 1964, the movie Goldfinger, which was the third James Bond film starring the late Sir Sean Connery and Honor Blackman, would premiere in London. Of course, one of the most popular one movies of the James Bond series. Some uh, birthdays, and like I said, movies and television. Eugene Levy turned 76. Bill Pullman turned 69. Sarah Paulson turns 48. And Mila Jovovich turns 47. And two passings, of course. Jennifer Jones passed away in two, on this day in 2009. And Penny Marshall passed away on this date in 2018. Some weddings that took place on this date. On this date in 1978, Mark Hamill, of course, best known for Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars movies, who was 26 at the time, would marry dental hygienist Mary Lou York, who was 23 at the time, at a civil ceremony. On the state in 1986, legendary actor Harry Morgan, <clears throat> best known, of course, for MASH and also Dragnet, who was 71 at the time, would marry Barbara Bushman. On the state in, in 1994, actress Heather Locklear, who was 33 at the time, would marry the lead guitarist of, of uh, Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, who was 35 at the time, at the American Cathedral in Paris. They would divorce, though, let's see. Yes, 13 years later in 2007. Uh, two moments, would take, two, two weddings from 2000 would take place on this day in 2011. First off, Judy Greer, best known for the movie The Descendants, who was 36 at the time, would marry real time with Bill Mars, co-executive producer Dean Johnson at the Los Angeles Athletic Club, and also Backstreet Boys member A.J. McLean, who was 34 at the time, would marry model Rochelle uh, Caritas, who was 30 at the time in an outdoor wedding in Beverly Hills, California. And one divorce, as we said, 2007, uh, Dermot, Dermot Mulroney would divorce actress Catherine Keener after 17 years of marriage due to irreconcilable differences. Now, let's go to your music history and birthdays, of course, right here. On this date in 1770, uh, Ludwig von Beethoven, who, of course, 
uh, was a composer of German descent who uh, who did the Fifth Symphony and Ode to Joy, was baptized in Bonn, uh, the electorate of Cologne. Of course, he, of course, as you know, he passed away in 1827. The birth date is undocumented, but assumed as December 16th based on local custom at the time. On the state in 1865, Franz Schubert's Symphony Number no. 8, the Unfinished Symphony, premieres in Vienna with Johann von Erbeck conducting. On a state in 1949, Mark Blitzstein's musical drama Regina, based on Lillian Hellman's play The Little Foxes, closes at 46th Street Theater in New York City after 56 performances and two Tony Awards. On a state in 1953, Dmitry Shosh Shoshkovich's 10th Symphony premieres in Leningrad. Uh, three moments took place on this date in 1960. First off, La Plume de Matante closes at the Royale Theater in New York after 835 performances. Take Me Along would close at the Schubert Theater in New York City after 448 performances. And Pablo Casals' Oratorio El Pesebrio would officially premiere. And on this date in 1962, the Beatles' first British TV appearance would take place on the show People and Places. Some birthdays, of course, on this date. <clears throat> and of course, in 1734, George Peter Wellmar was, was born in uh, Stotterheim. Of course, I lay that was somewhere in Germany. He was a cantor and composer of German descent. He would pass away in 1800. On the same 1749, Domenico Cimarosa. A composer of Italian descent was born in Aversa, Italy. He would he would compose Il Matrimonio Segreto. He would pass away in 1801. On a state in 1770, Johann Friedrich Schubert was born in Rustalt, Germany. He was a composer of German descent. He would pass away in 1811. And on a state in 1838, Berthold uh, Tours was born in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. He was a he was a composer of Dutch and English descent. He would pass away in 1897. And some passings in the world of music on this day. On a stage 1562, Adrian uh, Willert, Willert, yes, a singer, bandmaster, and composer of Flemish descent, dies around the age of 82. On a stage in 1651, Wolfgang Shalon Slitter, a composer and clergyman of German descent, would pass away at the age of 81. Uh, two passings took place on this date in 1811. First off, John Antes, a composer and missionary born right here in America, would pass away at the age of 71. And also Louis Abel Beffroy de, de, de René, René, a dramatist and composer of French descent, would pass away at the age of 54. Some weddings in the world of music. On this date, <clears throat> in 1969, 40 million TV viewers watched legendary American singer Tiny Tim, who was 37, marry Miss Vicki Budinger, who was 17 at the time, on The Tonight Show. Of course, uh, John, of course, is when Johnny Carson was hosting it. They would divorce, however, eight years later in 1977. As we said, 
19 couple here 1994 of course as we did say the first one heather locklear would marry richie sambora of bon jovi in paris they would divorce in 2007 also the other one in 1994 uh legendary singer celine dion who was 26 at the time would marry her manager renee and angel who was 52 at the time at the notre dame basilica in montreal canada two moments here in 2005 uh, country singer Dirks Bentley, who was known for the song Modern Day Drifter, who was 30 at the time, would marry Cassidy Black in Mexico. And also Casey Chambers, a country singer of Australian descent, who was 29 at the time, would marry singer-songwriter Shane Nicholson in Avoca in New South Wales. Uh, okay, and now let's go to your sports history and birthdays right here. I want to say in 1894, uh, Cricket Day uh, three, uh, three, three, Cricket Day three one T, Australia versus England, Australia three twenty five all out, two hundred sixty one behind on first innings. On the state in 1920, American League votes to let spitball pitchers continue using it. On the state in 1924, the Hamilton Tigers and Ottawa Senators battle out the first scoreless game in NHL history. Uh, Jake Forbes from Hamilton and Alex Connell from Ottawa each record shutouts. Two moments took place on this date in 1927. First off, as we said, the Australian cricketing prodigy Don Bradman would score 118 in his first-class debut for New South Wales against South Australia at the Adelaide Oval. And also Victoria would score 793 against Queensland. Bill Ponsford scored 437. This, on this day in 1932, St. Louis Cardinals trade future Baseball Hall of Famer, first Hall of Fame first baseman Jim Bottomley to the Cincinnati Reds for Estel Crabtree and Oni Carroll. Two moments on this date in 1933, Brian Valentine with 136. And Lala Amarnath, 102nd score centuries on their test cricket debut on day three of first test between England and India at Bombay. And also the National Football League Championship, the first title game at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Chicago Bears beat the New York Giants 23-21. The Bronco Nagurski rule, forward passes legal anywhere behind the line of scrimmage some birthdays in the world of sports as we said gerald patterson was born on this day in 1895 he would pass away in 1967 <clears throat> and like i said boxing legend manny piqueo today turns 44 uh some passings here football great otto graham passed away on the state in 2003 and also another football great, Sammy Ball, passed away on this date in 2008. Uh, so weddings here on this date, 1993, tennis star Boris Becker, who was 26 at the time, would marry designer Barbara Feltis, who was 27. They would divorce eight years later in 2001. On this day in 2005, race car driver Gary Pappett, who was 24 at the time, marries his lady love, Lisa, in England. And on the same 2012, Minnesota Vikings football quarterback Christian Ponder, who was 25 at the time, 
would marry ESPN reporter Samantha Steele, who was 27 at the time, in Hudson, Wisconsin. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report here for today, here December the 17th. Remember, we will, of course, bring that we will, of course, uh, repeat this again uh, this coming Monday on WCWS Raw Radio. Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, does provide your daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports. The wrestling portion on WCWS Fan Empire, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation. His pop, the pop culture portion of his reports he provides on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade. Uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Entertainment. And also, if any of the pop culture portion does contain any sports moments, we do, of course, provide those in the WCWS Sports Roundup page. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Sports Time. Of course, keep in mind that he, along with the human suplex machine, John Gross, does provide, of course, your uh, daily uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays on our shows during the week, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on WCWS Revolution, and every Thursday on NWO Wolfpack. Of course, myself and the Iceman, Jared DiGeralmo, with a little help from John, does provide it every Monday on WCWS Raw Radio. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID <clears throat> 141-364-POUND. This is WCWS Power Hour, episode number 345. This is 641 p.m. Eastern Time, as we said, Saturday, December 17th, 2022. Uh, uh, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. Rest of the panel, we keep up the handle, of course, taking care of other affairs. And, of course, resting after a very long and arduous week, of course, of wrestling and uh, pop culture discussions and talk, of course, on all of our shows. A lot of moments, of course, obviously taking place here this week. Of course, we did, of course, discuss what happened last Saturday at Ring of Honor's final battle uh, pay-per-view as well as NXT's deadline pay-per-view. And, of course, keep in mind we had a four-way tie uh, in our prediction title challenge, of course, for, for our prediction title challenge, of course, between the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, Rod Hancock, uh, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Uh, of course, other folks that took place, like I said, William Banks, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, Vincent O'Connell, Ian McWilliams, Todd Robinson, Richard Rick Selby, Satan Waugh, uh, Daryl Dokes, Danny from Oak Park, and Quentin Davis. I do think that were, of course, taking part, even if they didn't vote for all of the matches for the event. Of course, here, folks, they did, of course, they did, of course, like I said, did take part and, and, and vote in some way, and I do, of course, appreciate that. They were involved, of course, in our big-time matches, and we did start, of course, uh, earlier this week uh, for, of course, Four new um, trivia championship series belts, the ROH US Final Battle Championship, the NXT US Deadline Championship, 
the ROHUS Zero Hour Championship, and the NXT US Iron Survivor Championship. The final battle championship, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> the of course the the winner of that one, the winner of that match, ladies and gentlemen, was in fact the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo. The NXT Deadline Championship, the winner of that was the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. The ROH Zero Hour Championship, of course, Todd Robinson was the winner of that. And also, and also, of course, <clears throat> the the NXT US uh, um, Iron Survivor Championship, Danny Pamoke Park, of course, turned out to be the winner of that. So congratulations, of course. Congratulations, of course, to them there. Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we still have a match that was tied uh, going into last night's edition of Revolution, and that was the Boiler Room Brawl for the NWA US Wildcat Championship. Of course, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, defending that belt against the human suplex machine, John Gross. And of course, we have, we will, are continuing to monitor and keep up with that match. And of course, as we said, if we do hear anything, Prior to, of course, before Monday's edition of WCW US Raw Radio, of course, like I said we will definitely announce the winners. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if we do not have a clear-cut winner in that match uh, before, I mean, by the time Raw Radio pops up, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> uh, we may we, we we said that we would, of course, take part. We would, of course. Definitely, um, we would, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, take other measures, of course, even if we had to do the match on the show at one of the shows itself. <coughs> uh, so let's now go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and let's see, of course, the official winners of Let's just go ahead and see, of course. If we do have any, and of course, as we know, we always refresh the page. Of course, the absolutely so we have an accurate, of course, uh, account here to see if anything has been done. Also, by the way, while we're doing that, I will point out that the the winner, of course, of our big time tournament, the crown, the first ever uh, Impact US Overdrive champion, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the the winner of that match, of course, was the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. So she got the chance to go home with that title belt as well. So congratulations to MLD for picking up, of course, that championship. And it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, this match has not moved at all whatsoever. It looks like, of course, it is still tied, of course, between Justin and John. We will, of course, keep our eyes open on that match and continue to, of course, monitor this and definitely let you know. Uh, as for anything else, of course, that took place during the week, we did discuss final battle. We did discuss, of course, deadline. 
We also discussed, of course, what happened on Raw. Also, what happened on NXT, of course. Obviously, NXT, of course, one of the biggest moments, of course, of them all was that we saw Roxanne Perez defeat, finally defeat Mandy Rose and become the new NXT Women's Champion. Of course, we found out a little bit later that WWE officially released Mandy Rose due to, of course, material that they that, that was discovered on one of her uh, social media pages that was, I'm sure, by their standards, deemed inappropriate. So, unfortunately, Mandy Rose, of course, uh, of course, is no longer in WWE, of course. I mean, I don't know if it will be the last chapter or not, but, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, I'm sure, obviously, the, uh, the situation, of course, here is, will, of course, be, uh, I'm sure, discussed in a little bit more detail. Of course, also, the big-time discussion if, of course, if, former WWE chairman Vince McMahon is actually going to be coming back to the company. There's been some talk, though, that he might, but uh, right now it is not officially etched in stone here as of yet, although we've started seeing a lot of things that may be reminiscent of that, of that, um, of that possibility. Um, obviously, of course, you know, everybody saw what happened at the end of Raw, of course, after the encounter between Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley, and apparently, like I said, uh, um, apparently uh, some confrontation took place between Bobby Lashley and WWE official Adam Pearce, that eventually Adam Pearce, his emotions got overwhelmed him, and he pretty much right there on the show fired Bobby Lashley. He came out, of course, and posted a video a week, I mean, a day later, saying that he rescinded, of course, Bobby Lashley's termination and that, that he was going to discuss the matter a little bit further with uh, Bobby Lashley. But we have not heard anything, of course, official here as of yet. So we hope to, of course, have something. Hope to have something, of course, here etched in stone as soon as possible. Uh, uh Obviously, obviously, of course, here, folks, uh, uh, AEW did not, did not, of course, uh, of course, had had nothing to sneeze at either. With a lot of moments, of course, being being, of course, uh, <clears throat> taking place, of course, uh, Wednesday night, and of course, especially what happened, of course, on Rampage Friday night, uh, of course, especially after. Um, uh, what happened, of course, after the final battle pay-per-view, of course, obviously they were still, of course, acting upon all that. Uh, of course, one of the biggest shockers that took place was, was that AEW, uh, prospect act, uh, I believe his name was, uh, um, action. I don't know if his name was action Ferrari or, or something like that. I believe is what his name was. Forgive me if I, if I, if I lost track of the name, uh, um, but apparently, like I said, he had a match, of course, with Chris Jericho. Of course, obviously, Jericho was still reeling from losing the Ring of Honor world title at Final Battle, of course, uh, to uh, to uh, Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, and in the process here, 
Uh, this rookie, of course, defeated Chris Jericho, and on the spot, Tony Khan offered him a AEW contract as a direct result of this. So, and obviously, of course, backstage, you know, apparently Jericho seemed to seemed to be, of course, like I said, at uh, um, seemed to be, of course, like I said, one hundred percent upset here. Obviously, of course, it's an ongoing thing here between uh, Jamie Hayter and also, of course, uh, Karushita. Kind of carried on, of course, on Rampage, of course, when Britt Baker uh, took on Sky Blue. And, of course, Britt Baker, of course, pulled off the win here. And uh, Sky Blue pulled off what I thought was a tremendous performance. But still, nevertheless, here, of course, Jamie Hayter and, of course, Reba, not Rebel. And, of course, Britt Baker, of course, gave Sky Blue the business after all that. And, of course, obviously, Kyra Shida pretty much kind of had enough. As, of course, I think Shida is one of the next in line to challenge Jamie Hayter, of course, for the uh, AEW women's title. And, of course, obviously, Shida got in the face, of course, of <clears throat> got in the face, of course, of Jamie Hayter, of course, and all that here as well. Uh before, of course, taking uh, Reba down, of course, with a kendo stick and almost did probably the same thing to both Baker and Hater, but a lot of big time action, of course, going on here this week. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, nevertheless, of course, it was a big time action, of course, in the world of wrestling here. Obviously, of course, the big announcement made last night on SmackDown was that, as you know, of course, it was discussed that John Cena was going to be a part of the very last SmackDown of 2022. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did not know that it was going to come. This was going to be kind of a, a bonus, of course, for the fans, as obviously, of course, uh, Cena received a text message, apparently, from Kevin Owens asking if KO asking Cena if he would be his tag team partner in a tag match against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And it turns out, of course, obviously the answer to that was yes. So we now know that one of the matches, of course, for set for the last uh, SmackDown of 2022 is going to be the team of Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn taking on the team of John Cena and Kevin Owens. So, never, so nevertheless here, uh, it is going to be, of course, a very interesting bout here, of course, as well. Don't be, not be surprised, of course. Obviously, you see Solo Sakua and the Usos and Paul Heyman get involved, of course, here during this encounter as well. But, of course, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we would not be at all surprised if that actually did, of course, uh, take place. So we will, of course, keep all that. We will definitely, of course, keep a watch out on all that as well. Some interesting moments here, of course, here indeed. Also, we did celebrate, of course, a birthday of one of our own here tonight. As I mean, Thursday night, as the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, of course, did celebrate his birthday. And, of course, we do, we do of course, like I said, once again, hope he has many, of course, more. Uh, uh, surprising, uh, surprising birthdays here. 
uh, of course, like I said, it'll be, of course, I'm sure he'll have many, many more great moments, great more birthday moments, but happy birthday to, of course, JD here. Um, of course, it was unfortunate we did not get a chance to hear from him uh, on his birthday or, of course, last night on Revolution. But, of course, I'm sure, obviously, he was, he was, I'm sure, like I said, not doing nothing more than just, you know, um, just still, of course, enjoying himself with this being, of course, his birthday week. So we hope to, we hope to, of course, get a chance to hear from him, of course, sometime before the holidays. Uh, other, other than that, here, folks. I mean, we, we had, of course, a whole bunch of. Uh, we had, of course, a whole bunch of, of great moments here, of course, and that's just a lot of that, of course, obviously was the tip of the iceberg, of course, that took place here. Um, and I'm sure there will be many, many more here to talk about here. That is pretty much the majority, of course, of what uh, of what did happen, of course, that we that we did, of course, uh, that we, of course, can, in fact, highlight <coughs> come this past week uh let's see 6 57 p.m eastern standard time ladies and gentlemen 1605-562-0444 uh caller id uh 141-364 pound this is of course excuse me episode number 345 of wcws um power hour uh, Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw, of course, rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, taking it easy here, of course, tonight after, of course, a big time week here in the radio network. Uh, <clears throat> be sure, of course, tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, around the 8 o'clock hour, it might be a little bit before 8, but, but don't forget to catch, of course, tomorrow morning's episode of WCW US this morning, uh, 805-8613-POUND. Uh, as we will, of course, bring you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, talk about what will take place, you know, this week, of course, and in the, of course, the last full week, of course, before Christmas. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, some re any wrestling news that does pop up from overnight, of course, between t late, overnight tonight and, of course, tomorrow morning. 411 Mania. So be sure to listen in to WCWS this morning. Tomorrow morning, somewhere around the 8 o'clock hour, ladies and gentlemen. 805-8613 pound, of course, coming up uh, tomorrow on the WCWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, one last thing that we will do, of course, this evening is speaking, of, of course, of some wrestling news tidbits. Let's go ahead and let's check out 411mania.com to see if they have any interesting if we have if they have any any interesting uh, uh, any interesting stories of course uh, to of course bring us here tonight. Let's see. 
And of course, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, as always, the radio network thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Power Hour, also, of course, on <coughs> Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour. I already said that's okay. Uh, WCWS this morning, and of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before 2022, of course, is out. And we do have, of course, about at least another four, uh, two weeks before, of course, that takes place. Uh, so, be sh- so be sure. So be sure to, of course, let, be sure to, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, check that out. <coughs> be sure to, of course, like I said, uh, we hope to get a lot more of our shows up and going here before 2020, 2022 ends. And we will definitely utilize 411 Mania in some respects on our shows, on these shows, of course, hopefully hope very, very soon. Joseph. Lee posted this story tonight as Super Crazy shares a, shares photos of himself with fellow ECW originals at a convention. Super Crazy posted a photo to Twitter featuring himself with several other ECW originals together again at a convention. In addition to Super Crazy, the talent list includes the Sandman, Two Cold Scorpio, the Blue Meanie, Lance Storm, Rhino, Juventud Guerrera, Jerry Lynn, Bill Alfonso, Seb. Boo, Francine, Tommy Rich, Pitbull, Gary Wolf, and Shane Douglas. Of course, you can check out this. Uh, of course, ha- he's got a hashtag on his Twitter account, hashtag ECW Originals, and the picture is there. You can check out his Twitter account at SuperCrazy73 if you if you wish, ladies and gentlemen, to of course uh, uh, look at that picture. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as former WWE stars are currently in Pakistan for an independent event. An independent event called Ring of Pakistan is happening today and tomorrow at DHA Molten Sports Complex, and several former WWE wrestlers are involved. They include Kalisto, Sam Gradwell, Amali, and Chris Masters. Of course, you can, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can check out these tweets courtesy of, of course, uh, of Twitter user Bashar Pelawan Khan, which is at, and I'll just spell this for you, B-A-A-D-S-H-A-H-P-K-H-A-N, which was both posted one was posted on the 12th, and the other was posted last night. The first one is, is wrestling comes to Pakistan, 17th to the 18th of December 2022 at DHA Molten Sports Complex. 20-plus pro wrestlers from all over the world, including 4X at WWE Superstars, Kalisto, Chris Masters, Amali, and Sam Gradwell. There's a link to the tickets to, if you want to get tickets to this. And also hashtag Ring of Pakistan. Also, there's a picture of it right here on this tweet. <coughs> and also, of course, a tweet 
posted yesterday face-to-face in the ring with two ex-WWE superstars, Kalisto and Sam Gradwell, for the Ring of Pakistan World Heavyweight title. Of course, see you tomorrow. Hashtag Ring of Pakistan. There's a picture of that, of course, as well. So, so definitely, of course, check that out. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as we have the results and clips, courtesy of Joseph Lee, from uh, WWE's Tribute to the Troops. WWE aired their latest Tribute to the Troops event uh, uh, today on local Fox affiliates, which was taped back on November 17th in Justin's hometown of Indianapolis. Here are the results via WWE.com. Braun Strowman defeated L.A. Knight. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Tamina and Emma. And the team of Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Ricochet defeated Imperium. Now, there are two. There are several tweets. There are several tweets, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, courtesy of WWE's Twitter account. U.S. Naval Academy Brigade Commander Morgan Prigmore eloquently puts into words the tremendous personal pride that she feels as she trains to be a future officer at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, and oversees 4,200 of her peers in the fall semester. Hashtag WWE Troops. Of course, and also another tweet here, U.S. Army uh, Bradley Fighting Vehicle Commander Stephen Green instructs Councils and mentors up-and-coming soldiers at Fort Stewart, Georgia, as well as operates an armored personal carrier in which he carries out missions of reconnaissance and security. Hashtag WWE Troops. Of course, both of these do have, of course, pictures in the tweets. And also an exclusive right here from the WWE Twitter account. Following his, WWE, following his tribute to the troops victory alongside at WWE Sheamus and at D McIntyre WWE at King Ricochet reflects on how wonderful it is to be a part of hashtag WWE troops. This was, of course, there's a picture of that as well. If you wish to, of course, check that out. And I think there was supposed to have been other things on here too, but was that right now? We're not able to pull those up at this time. So we won't worry about pulling those, worrying about waiting on those, of course, here today. Uh, our next story here, folks. Sorry about that. Joseph Lee posted this story as Deadline Pro Wrestling's Spark results from uh, last night as the Super Asia Championship was on the line. Deadlock Pro Wrestling aired its its <clears throat> aired its its latest DPW Spark uh, last night, which was taped on December tenth from the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds, which I would have to assume is Winston-Salem, North Carolina, not too far from my neck of the woods, folks. Here are some results via Fightful. Donnie Ray and Mason Miles defeated Alexander Moss and Manny Lowe and 
Manny Lomas, Manny Lomas were angry with, you, with each other after the loss. The Super Asia Championship was on the line as Balan Aki uh, successfully defended the belt over Cole Radrick. And Chris J- Danger will provide an update on the DTW Tag Team Champions of Reality, who is Ch- Ch- Chase Rizzer and Patrick Scott at DPW's first anniversary. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as a note who Alex Alex Riley trained with for an in-ring return. As previously reported, Alex Riley made his return to pro wrestling at a Creative Pro event last week, teaming up with Tyrus against BBU. Fightful reports that Riley trained at the Creative Pro Academy in order to get ready for his return. He was refereed referred to the facility by Tyrus and has since worked with Jay Lethal, Big Con, and David Mercury. Tyrus has been helping with his return quite a bit. Back in 2017, Riley said that he was going to focus on acting and briefly had a role in GLOW, among other projects. So we'll see, of course, let's just hope that uh, Alex Riley, of course, gets back on his feet here soon, and maybe we'll see him, of course, somewhere Big time here sometime down the road. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Top Dollar of Hit Row provides proof that he can hit a dive over the ropes. Top Dollar became a subject of ridicule last night when he botched a dive over the ropes during last night's SmackDown. Instead of actually diving, his leg appears to get caught and he tumbles over for landing on his feet. He previously claimed that his leg gave Gave out on the jump. However, however, after some people called him a liar, he took to Twitter to provide proof that he can hit a dive. He wrote the following, I was 50 pounds heavier in this video than I am now. My leg gave out on live TV, and some of y'all jokes are actually very funny, but call me a liar is super weird. It could have been way worse, so I'm blessed. Y'all, y'all don't care, though. But there's a picture, of course, on that tweet if you wish to check it out. His Twitter handle is at AJFrancis410. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As Ricky Starks doesn't mind comparisons to The Rock, but of course on one condition. In an interview with comicbook.com, Ricky Starks spoke about being compared to The Rock and says that he is norm- that he normally doesn't mind it. However, noted there are occasions when it goes, does go too far, and here, of course, are some highlights. On um, being compared to The Rock, Starks says, I always tell this. I don't hate the comparisons. What I do hate, though, is being discredited from my natural creativity in lieu of someone saying, well, you're just literally literally copying The Rock, which isn't true at all. On his cadence when he speaks, <clears throat> Stark, Stark says, My inspiration and in who I am and how I talk is all that 
cadence-wise, it comes from people in New Orleans. I can see how there's a similarity, similarity there, but I'm being 100% forthcoming and honest when I say I don't really look to The Rock for my inspiration. I do look to The Rock in terms of what a businessman he is and what he's contributed and how he holds himself. If by some chance somebody thinks that I'm rock light, then that's cool. So, of course, we've seen the AEW champion MGF kind of kind of make uh, uh, kind of make comparisons between Ricky Starks, of course, and The Rock, of course, as well. Uh, so that's probably so. So obviously, of course, he had, he just had to really. Kind of straighten things out, of course. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As there are some backstage notes and list of producers for last night's edition of SmackDown. Popo Select has a list of the producers for last night's double SmackDown tape in Chicago, as well as some notes. Of course, Petey Williams did produce the match with Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox versus Damage Control. Road Dogg, who isn't normally listed as a producer, produced a segment between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. J.B. Noble produced Gunther versus Ricochet. Gunther is listed in all caps backstage. Adam Pierce produced Hit Row versus Legado del Fantasma versus the Viking Raiders. Jason Jordan produced a segment with the Bloodline in the main event. Mustafa Ali worked a dark match with Mansoor, which was produced by Sean Bavari. While Ali is on Raw, his family was at the taping, and this was a way to get him to wrestle in front of them. So, so obviously, of course, that was a very unique privilege that he got to do that in front of his family. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as Kevin Owens was originally scheduled for last night's SmackDown taping. Popusillette reports that Kevin Owens was originally supposed to appear at last night's double SmackDown taping in Chicago, but was unable to. Owens couldn't make the trip due to a nightmare travel situation. This resulted in him being written out of both episodes with major production and writing changes made. Owens was originally going to confront the bloodline face-to-face last night to set up the John Cena video. Of course, we actually saw what actually took place with that our next story of course right here Jeffrey Harris posted this story tonight as we have a backstage update on talent previously rumored for the Royal Rumble as previously reported as reported by Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter earlier this week that stardom wrestled Kari who was also who was also known who as former WWE superstar Kari Sane was rumored to be a part of the women's rumble match at the Royal Rumble 2023 next month. According to an update by Dave Meltzer on today's Wrestling Observer Radio, Meltzer stated as of today there is nothing to the idea of Kari wrestling in the Royal Rumble. Meltzer added that while WWE could negotiate the deal and request Kari work the Rumble, it's not on the table at the moment. He continued, there is nothing in the pipeline, 0% in the pipeline as of today in that direction. It was noted earlier in the week that the plans may have changed for Kari working the Rumble after she became the new inaugural IWGP Women's Champion. 
Of course, as you know, the 2023 WWE Royal Rumble is scheduled for January 28th at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It'll be broadcast, blah, 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 live on Peacock here in the U.S. and also the network everywhere else. The reason why I do that, ladies and gentlemen, is because we always, we, of course, always know what, what they're going to say about that, so. Our next story here, of course, here tonight, which was posted last night, as Jeremy Thomas did post some spoilers for next week's edition of SmackDown. Now, what I will do, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, they take these for next week's edition, which is, of course, like I said, the day the day before Christmas Eve. Um, but they taped this last night. And, of course, if you if the results are officially online, if you want to check out the spoilers, of course, you can check out no DQ for that, but we're just simply just going to let you know about what the matches will end up being. Of course, a gauntlet, a gauntlet match, of course, uh, uh, as Raquel Rodriguez, Emma, Zia Lee, Lynn Morgan, Sonya Deville, Shayna Baszler, and Tegan Knox. Uh, were part of a gauntlet match to earn a shot at Ronda, uh, earn a shot at Ronda Rousey. <sighs> Rey Mysterio will take on Angel Garza. Uh, Bray Wyatt will be at the arena. Roman. Of course, of course, Roman Reigns had a promo about facing KO and John Cena. Also, of course, Sheamus might be, I believe, might be uh, facing uh, Solo Sakua as well. Uh, the undisputed tag team title match as the Usos will take on Hit Row. Uh, a miracle on 34th Street match as Braun Strowman and Ricochet will take on Imperium. So that's mostly what's going to happen, of course, for next week's edition of SmackDown, which was taped last night. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as John Cena does appear on SmackDown and a match has been set for the episode, like I said, on December the 30th. Unexpected John Cena... Unexpectedly, John Cena struck on last night's SmackDown as Cena appeared to set up a big match for the final SmackDown of the year. Last night's episode of SmackDown saw the bloodline come out for the main event segment during which Roman Reigns said that, that they still had a Kevin Owens problem. Reigns said that his solution was to have a tag match with Sami Zayn and Reigns teaming up, of course, against Owens and a partner. Soon after, Cena appeared on the tie and trying to know that he got a text from Owens about how he hasn't competed this year despite having at least one match every year on WWE TV for the last couple of decades. Cena then said he wasn't going to let the streak end and would team up against Owen, with, uh, with Owens against Zayn and Roman for the match, which will actually take place, as we said, on the December 30th episode of SmackDown. Of course, also several, one tweet, of course, 
obviously uh, blood, the bloodline, of course, kind of gloating over the fact that they dominated the war games match, which obviously in my personal opinion, they did not. They took a real big beating in my personal opinion. They just got lucky due to, of course, obviously Sami Zayn. Of course, Sami Zayn, of course, kissing Roman Reigns hind in in another tweet courtesy of WWE on Fox's Twitter account. And also, as we said, the third tweet, of course, as John Cena accepts the offer from Kevin Owens to tag 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 with KO against Roman and Sami Zayn. You can check out all these tweets on the WWE on Fox Twitter account, which is, of course, at WWE on Fox. And, of course, sooner or later, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to have to start thinking plans to get that belt off of Roman. That's all those belts off of Roman. That's all I really got to say about that. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story last night. As the WrestleMania 39 card is reportedly not finalized yet. There are rumors that WWE has the card finalized. WrestleMania 39, but this is reportedly not the case. The rest of Observer Newsletter reports that there are multiple ideas for the card that are in talks, with every top act being considered for multiple different matches. Also not finalized is Brock Lesnar versus Gunther, which was rumored earlier this week. As noted, there have been also been rumors that Roman Reigns will wrestle on both nights of the event, with Cody Rhodes on night one and The Rock on night two. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, nothing will be finalized for another five weeks or so, and the card depends on several different things. This, is, this, of course, includes word on whether The Rock will be able to appear, which would mean shuffling around the other celebrities and top spots based on his answer. So, as we've also been saying, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that I don't know why WWE is counting on while we're not taking anything away from the Rock's abilities and everything of that nature, all we're just simply saying here is, is that you got to keep in mind with the with the Rock, with so many responsibilities that the Rock has now. He's an actor. He's of course part of the, well, the producing team for that show Young Rock, based on his life, and also of course along with his ex-wife owns now owns the XFL. He's got a lot more responsibilities. That it's going to be dependent upon what his schedule is going to be between now <coughs> and going into, of course, uh, going into April of next year. If he's even going to even consider wrestling in a match against Roman Reigns. That's one thing, obviously, they've been counting on. But obviously, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really see this, in my personal opinion, of course, happening. Uh, so obviously, of course, th that's one reason why, of course, they say that they say, of course, that this is not officially finalized. And obviously, of course, that is that is some interesting news. But obviously, you know, they're not going to be able to find. They say, you know, they say about five weeks are going to finalize this. I doubt that very seriously. So Triple H is stepping there. You're going to have to start coming up with another plan. Because you know it's better, better than anybody that The Rock has a lot on his plate. And even considering, even considering, you know, The Rock for the event and all, 
you know, the best thing you may be able to get out of him would possibly be a video at WrestleMania saying that he probably chose someone to wrestle in his place and because obviously something did come up and he's not going to be able to be there. So obviously here, you're going to have to start coming up with something else and come up with something else past, past, or obviously come up with a backup plan or something like that. Because unless, of course, The Rock, you know, is free from any other obligations here around that time, you know, if he makes it in, I mean, that's 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 great, that's wonderful, and all that. But what you got? But but like I said, I just still I still do not think that this is actually going to go down at all. So you're going to have to start thinking of another plan, Triple H, and also Stephanie and everybody else, of course, as soon as possible, because this is going to be a tremendous mistake if you're just simply going to rely. On, on and hope and pray that the rock does not have anything else going on by the time wrestlemania 39 comes around so you better have something else in place pretty pretty uh fast because your show is not going to be worth watching if, if, if of course you do not on that note ladies and gentlemen i will say thank you very much for joining us here tonight for episode number 340 45 of WCWS Power Hour. Of course, as we said, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, <clears throat> taking care of everything, of course, that we did talk about here this week. <coughs> uh, also, also, of course, here, folks, um, we also urge everyone to please, by all means, uh, Please check out all of our groups on Facebook where we continue to post a lot of interesting moments here, of course. Uh, everything, as we said, of course, from our wrestling tribute groups to, of course, our entertainment tribute groups. Be sure to check out everything we've got listed on there here, of course, today. And we continue to post a lot of great stuff. So be sure to, of course, uh, go back and watch them, of course, anytime, of course, at your leisure. Uh, and please comment on some of them if this is some moments that you might remember and everything like that here as well. And also go back and you can check out a lot of past episodes, of course, of our shows on uh, on TalkShoe. Be sure to, of course, uh, check out a lot of them here as well. As we did have said a lot of great stuff over the course of the past seven years. Like we say, we'll be back sometime around the 8 o'clock hour uh, tomorrow morning for WCW US this morning. 805-8613 pounds. So be sure to check us out there. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and please stay safe and please enjoy the rest of your evening and your weekend. <clears throat> uh, of course, since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, ladies and gentlemen, the WCW US radio network where for seven years we have remained united standing take care stay safe and we'll talk at you of course here tomorrow morning on wcws this morning and also of course the remainder of our shows coming up here this coming week take care and stay safe folks have a great night it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.